Hey Lou, welcome to the first ever guest interview on the Peace, Love, Trust podcast. I feel like you're an honorary guest here. Thank you. I'm excited. Lou, for those of you that don't know, is one of my past clients and a support coach in my programs. And she's a soul sister and a kindred spirit for me. We tend to share anything and everything. We support one another. And yeah, I'm really grateful that you crossed paths with me and that you chose me to help you on your journey, transitioning out of corporate, transitioning out of a relationship that was no longer serving you and really stepping into that new version of yourself. I would love you to take it away and speak a little bit about who you are and how you wound up here talking to me today. Well, I was basically a shell of a person when I crossed paths with you, to be honest, Brooke. You know, I'd been in the corporate world all of my life mm. because I didn't know what else to do. And we were talking a little bit before about, you know, people in corporate and, and they're not doing anything to help the world. And I always had this feeling like, I just want to help people. And what am I actually doing in corporate mm. banking mm. to help people? Like nothing. It just felt soulless. <laughs> Totally, but I didn't know what else to do I didn't know there were any other paths for me and the day I joined your program I was literally sitting outside a counsellor's office in the rain in my car about to go in and have a counselling session with my husband you know because we were looking at splitting yeah and that's when I did the first Facebook live and purposefully clear when I was sitting waiting to go into that session and I was so broken wow and that was the first iteration of purposefully clear you were in the first ever cohort did you keep going to counseling or was purposefully clear feeling like the path for you so we did the three counseling sessions that you get um, you know here in New Zealand through your employer Mm -hmm three free sessions and they didn't they didn't go anywhere they didn't help me it felt very much like a box ticking exercise Mm. um you know I didn't feel free to be myself or share my deepest fears or desires and it was purposefully clear that gave me you know the tools and the resources and the the space to actually Mm. be free and share what's really going on underneath something that you just said that stood out to me was the space now Mm. I feel like I'm in a wrestling match at times with clients trying to get them to take space as you know now as being on the team doing support coaching what do you believe is the most important part of space taking until you take that space you will just be distracted by everything else everything else going on in life will take precedence over what actually really needs to be looked at. What's underneath when you actually take the space? Cause you and I have jammed on this a lot. Yeah. Getting to the, the actual root and the heart of who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. No, like I'd forgot. I had no idea who I was anymore. Do you I feel like if you don't know who you are, you tend to choose people situations jobs and spouses just by default because you're like well 
it doesn't feel wrong and it doesn't feel right it's just like okay here it is in front of me yeah this seems like a good option I'll just take this right how unconscious is that and so many people live like that all the time and I certainly did yeah and I totally became everyone else's idea of who I should be Mm. it wasn't my own and what were you feeling when you were in your relationship with your now ex-husband which we can get into but what were you feeling when you were in the relationship with him when you were in the job in corporate banking that no longer served you when you were just living your day-to-day it feels like you know just wasting your life away Mm. to be honest there was um you're just going through the motions daily and there's no joy you know there's no happiness there's no spark there's no excitement for the day it's just the same old Mm. also sounds like there's no peace Mm. and I had a channeled message to call this podcast peace love trust it's almost like we lead the opposite of that until we begin this work. So I thought about today in my journaling, well, what is the opposite of peace, love, and trust? Well, the opposite of peace is chaos. The opposite of love is like hate or disdain or anger, and that's usually directed toward ourselves and others, resentment. And the opposite of trust is control and not letting go and not creating space. And so those are certainly the states I used to live in. And I was always fearful of like not having enough money if I left corporate or always thinking, oh, I need to depend on my parents financially for something. So I never really let myself be free. And did you feel like you were kind of trapped but craving freedom? Yeah, I was absolutely trapped. I saw no way out. Mm. Um, And freedom has always been like one of my top values yeah Um, it's a motivator too right yeah and I didn't know how to get it didn't know how to get after it I was so stuck in this world (laughs) I was in the bath last night reading the last of uh, Naval Ravikant's Almanac um, which is his book and he talked a bit about freedom and he said when I was younger he said I've always been motivated by freedom When I was younger, I was motivated around like freedom to, freedom to travel, freedom to make a lot of money, freedom to build a business, freedom to. And he said, as he's gotten older, it's freedom from, freedom from chaos, freedom from dramatic people, freedom from unnecessary meetings, freedom from being overly responsible for things that are not for us. And when I sat with that, I realized, I'm 29 and I'm leading my life now with a freedom from mentality because freedom too doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not going to get freedom on another trip. I'm not going to get freedom in a different relationship. I'm not going to get freedom from anything externally. So really it's freedom from the things that distract us from that internal peace, the nature of who we really are, that deep consciousness of clarity, of resonance with nature listening to the birds just being in that present moment I love that so much because I've been trying to find a way to articulate this when I sold all of my belongings in my house 
cleared out everything and can literally live out of a suitcase or what I can fit into my car. Lou also just went on a massive van trip. So living out of a van (laughs) and a suitcase. Yeah. Yeah. That is the most free I've ever felt. Mm. I thought to have freedom, I needed to build up, you know, these assets, having a home, having all the things in a home, having all the nice things. You know, when I got the new couch and the new TV and the new bed and put in a new kitchen, you know, that that was going to equal freedom for me. Yep. Yep but it's just another distraction. And once I shed everything mm-hmm. and just came back to myself, mm. that, that is the most free I've ever felt. And I still continue to feel that daily. I would love to know from you personally, what are some of the ways you used to trap yourself? So the opposite of freedom, how did you used to trap yourself into the pain and misery and depression? It was always the next overseas trip, the next new car, buying clothes, mm. um, consumption, yeah, drinking wine, going out for lots of lavish meals, or you know, just it was always about spending money. Mm. Um, you know, if you're spending money on a great meal in Logan Brown and Wellington, then you've really made it right because I can afford to go out for a five hundred dollar dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely been caught in that trap like that is yeah. probably the trap that I get caught in the most even now as a conscious person I don't go out and do that to you know seek status or seem that I've made it but I certainly lean toward the more gluttonous side of life when I'm a bit off center and the gluttonous mm-hmm. side for me is lavish meals lavish hotels like going out and doing all the lavish things and I think everything in life is about balance and intention. It seems like you now have a realignment of values. Mm. So yeah. what would you say your three key values or core values are now? Yeah, I think definitely the freedom, living simply, like not being an over consumer. Mm-hmm. And I've just had a memory, actually, one of our, our coaching sessions a long time ago, I spoke to you about, you know, this over-consumerism and how I would, would buy clothes that sat in my wardrobe and I never wore them, but um, I had, I needed to buy this next new thing or, and even then I was like, this doesn't feel right for me. I need to live a more simple life. Simplicity is bliss but also a process of elimination means that there's less distractions, less chaos, less responsibility for external things. And when we have less responsibility toward external things, we can just redirect our energy to feeling peaceful and present. But it's when there's so much responsibility, so many demands and so many things, very little space. Yeah. I was living in total chaos. And it was absolutely wrecking my nervous system. I was constantly on high alert. Mm, Fight, flight, freeze, appease. Those are the four Mm. survival responses that we have. And my default has always been flight and appease, depending on how threatening the situation felt. What would you identify your two to have been? Definitely appease the same probably flight actually I'd just 
run away from flight translates to avoid Mm. right Mm. and you and I know based on the programs we've done together but also facilitating for you is clients come through and their default is to avoid because they're coming in with survival mode in every program that we host oh, well, now I'm not going to do the journal prompts or now I'm not going to lean into how I'm feeling. I'm not going to create space. I'm not going to go into nature. And what we know to be true is if they are to take more and more space for themselves, that's where the freedom is. That's what they're looking for. That's the presence. So it's very ironic. I've seen a quote on this and you would have seen it too. And folks that are listening would also have seen it. And it's around man works himself into the ground to make money, to then spend that money on his health, right? Like it's that cycle of we burn ourselves out to then have to end up paying for our health rather than allowing space, peace, tranquility, faith, community, and truly just slowing the F down. We won't have to pay for our health in the long run because we will be healthy and we won't be in these cortisol, anxiety-inducing, gut health-issued states of being. Yeah, I know, but it's it's like a badge of honour, right, being being busy all the time. Society tells us, oh, you must be so productive because you're busy all the time. But I think people aren't comfortable just being with themselves in that space people like I'm an active relaxer well if that's not the biggest bullshit I've ever heard I'm like (laughs) relaxing requires no effort right relaxing is not even reading relaxing is not watching Netflix relaxing is laying under a tree and doing nothing like that is a state of surrender and I think that is probably a word that we find really difficult in society, right? I know I find it still difficult now after trying, ironically, trying to surrender more. Surrender means let go, have faith, mm. trust the process, trust that you'll be guided, trust in a power higher than yourself. And I know for me, I have had a power higher than me guiding me for a long time. And every time I've surrendered and trusted the process and allowed the guided messages to come through me, life has worked well for me. And then anytime I've had the opposite of trust and I've tried to control and strong arm, things haven't worked so well. And I've got overwhelmed and stressed and anxious and not slept well and had terrible dreams and all the things. So do you relate to that one? Mm. It's quite ironic, isn't it? When you're over controlling, it's like you're in a battle and you can't manifest in that state. That's what people don't realize is that manifestation requires deep surrender, deep trust and deep letting go. Because if you're controlling what you're saying to the universe is I don't trust that you're going to give me what I want. I have to dictate and control. And so the universe goes, okay, go for it then. And then you keep seeing things not working. And then you think, oh, nothing works for me. Let go. Watch shit work when you let go. And you end up getting more frustrated and angry and trying to control more. And it's like this whole vicious cycle that you just can't get out of. Exactly. 
What would you say has been the biggest, scariest move for you in the last two and a half, three years? Oh, just one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's do like sliding scale, biggest one to yeah. no least. I definitely think quitting the job, um, you know, the safe corporate job, selling houses and, you know, throwing myself into being a coach mm. because let's not forget that you also have a husband oh and and that as well but you know I mean that that was a big one but that was a a, a cycle that had been on the cards for a long time so it was it was hard it was part of completion yeah yeah but yeah leaving the safe job the security that I'd built up over a number of years to purely rely on myself and making this work as a coach you've only got yourself you've got nothing else to fall back on right so it's a massive lesson in self-trust self-trust what do you believe it takes to become a coach like what do you what tools do you need in your toolkit in order to actually survive the day-to-day precariousness of being an entrepreneur that's it you've, you've just got to back yourself yeah you have to believe in yourself and you have to have a passion for it and be lit up by it, definitely. What tools yeah. do you think help people believe in themselves more or help them make conscious decisions? What do they need to do in their day-to-day to function and to actually go, okay, I can sustain this and do this. I'm not going to wimp out. I'm not going to go back to corporate. I'm not going to like renege and go back to my old life. Like, what does it take? You know what? When I had the wobbles yesterday, when I was talking to you, you know, before we did this about the wobbles I went through, it comes back to what you taught me, right, at the very start of Purposefully Clear and what I used yesterday to get myself out of this because we're all human, we're all messy, my life isn't perfect, it's going to come and hit me in the face every so often. I meditated, I journaled and I got out in nature and I walked. Brilliant. I walked until until everything had shifted and cleared for me. And you, know, you felt, you felt. And I felt. I cried as I walked. Beautiful. And what people don't understand is you can't heal unless you feel. And you can't understand what you want unless you heal. And you've got to be able to feel, to heal, to know what you want. And I was just explaining a quote to Lou earlier around, if you don't feel, you won't know who you are and you won't know what you want and you will forever feel discontent. Start feeling. It's safe for you to feel. And if you don't feel safe, seek help, seek support. But living your life in the fast lane, avoidant, opting for alcohol and lavish dinners and overspending and gambling and smoking and porn and scrolling and all the things that we tend to opt for are just a distraction away from a feeling we don't want to feel right. And Lou's begun to trust herself, not because she's different to any of you listening. It's that she has leaned into walking feeling 
meditating, journaling and going, oh, I felt those really shitty emotions and I'm still alive. I'm going to do that again and again. It's just like someone going to the gym for the first time and having the wobbles and then they start to use the squat rack and do some deadlifts and then they realize, oh, I was able to do that and I didn't die. I'll go back and do it again. It's allowing ourselves to take that leap of faith. You've really gone into the arena, as Brene Brown says, and you're ready to have it with your emotions because you spent so many years trying to stuff them down. Yeah, absolutely. And the way I was feeling yesterday, old default pattern would have been, oh, well, just crack open a bottle of wine. Oh, there's, there's the end of that one. Open another one because then I don't have to look at all those horrible emotions. I can, you know, just blot that all out. Interesting then, how we yeah. label them as horrible, right? But they're just yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. But then, you know, they'll come back a hundred times worse the next morning. <laughs> you know, you, you'll wake up feeling. It's even true. What we, what we share and what we like, what we share and we feel we clear. Like I know for me, when I'm having a really horrendous day, if I let myself feel and I get a workout in, I wake up the next morning with bounds of energy. Yeah. Because there's nothing weighing on me anymore in that moment. I've cleared it out. Yeah, absolutely. And I was even telling myself on that on my walk yesterday, I was going, oh, this is feeling really horrible for me right now being in this. But I'm enjoying I was enjoying it. I was enjoying yeah. feeling it because you feel human and you feel alive, right? Because you get addicted to the clarity that you know is going to be on the other side. Yeah. So what I want to highlight here is you just went through the process of purposefully clear. You purposefully went and meditated, journaled, went to the park, walked, felt, right? You had to purposefully go and do those things. They didn't just fall in your lap. Mm. And with the feeling comes the clearing. And so then you chose to be purposefully clear, whereas most people choose to be ignorant and choose that comfortable ignorance over and over and then feel despair. So one of the questions I have for you is, what does purposefully clear feel like for you? It feels like actually living my life, mm. you know, like living in it, being part of it, not just witnessing it pass you by, being fully present in it, choosing myself. Life is beautiful. <laughs> Even but in the yeah. hard times, it <laughs> really is, you know, and and choosing all of these things and choosing myself, I wake up every morning excited for the day. Mm. And I wasn't in that place 18 months ago. Mm. Waking up was like, oh, God, I have to do this again. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's like, nothing to do with anyone else, though, is it? It's everything yeah. to do with the practices you adopt, the self-responsibility that you embody which is, hi, I'm Lou. There are 100,000 choices I can make today. Some of them are going to compound in a negative way and put me in a position that feels like shit. Or I'm going to opt for the things that I know are going to make me purposefully clear. They're going to make me feel what you said, like you want to live your life alive. Mm. And if we opt for those, 
the odds of us feeling helpless and hopeless is very low because anytime those feelings arrive, we're not excited about them. But as Tara Brock says, we go to tea with Mara, which is like a Buddhist saying. And it basically means you sit down with your deep discomfort and you let it be and you provide the space for it to exist and move through you because emotions are literally energy in motion, emotion. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you've got to move that. Otherwise, yeah, you'll just sit in it endlessly. And you'll get a lot of drama in your life, right? Like so much chaos and drama and conflict and negative people and unspoken communication. And it's just people create a lot of chaos for themselves. Since doing this work and working with you, the people that had just naturally dropped into my life are the people that resonate on the same level as you. And it's, it's so true that when you're putting out the negative, you attract the negative. Yep. When you're unhealed, you attract fellow unhealed folks that aren't willing to do the work. And as you do the work more and more, you attract self-responsible friends that aren't leeches and don't want to suck you dry. Mm. Mm. So tell me now, in closing, what does peace feel like for you? Peace feels like my natural state yes it feels where I should be I don't actually like the word should but in this case I'll I'll use it because it absolutely feels aligned for me everyone should be able to access that life should be peaceful it It absolutely should be and what does love feel like for you love feels so expansive for me now Mm. you know Love used to be defined, I guess, as a sort of romantic relationship. Significant other, yep. Yeah, significant other. If you aren't with somebody, there's something wrong with you. Or, um, But love is, self-love for me is now the most important love of all. Mm, yep. And yeah. what does trust feel like for you? What does that look and feel like for you? Oh, it's, I can't even explain in words because it feels otherworldly. Yes. You know, it feels it is. like everything is going my way when I trust myself. Mm. I'm being so supported by the universe, by people that come into my world. Because I allow myself to have that trust in myself and bring all of this into my world. You are the creator, right? God is inside of us. Mm. God to me is not some man in the sky or within a church. God is the peace, love and trust we innately have access to inside of us at any given moment. And if that's not a God-like state, then I don't know what is because as you said, it flows. You get what you want when you want it. You're generous, kind. We're able to go about life with ease. And I think when there's ease, there's no conflict. And when there's ease, there's peace. Mm. 
Yeah. And some, you know, people don't know what to do with that ease and that peace and sometimes try and create the conflict and the drama. They do. It's familiarity. Yeah. And it, yeah, comfort. We use that word quite a bit, you know, staying in the, the comfort. Ray Dalio has a great quote I always share, and you know I share this in the groups, is you can choose uncomfortable truth or you can choose comfortable ignorance. I've coached many folks that constantly opt for comfortable ignorance. I've coached many folks that are like, nah, screw it. Give me the uncomfortable truth. What is it? Let's go off the deep end together. And if you grew up in a family or in a home where the comfortable ignorance was the center stage always, then it's going to feel very foreign for you to actually choose truth, whatever truth feels like for you. I mean, I, I for one, don't want to live in ignorance. Neither. Doesn't sound like a cool place to me. Honesty is the best policy. Radical truth, like whatever is meant for you won't miss you. And also your intuition is always screaming at you or at least subtly nudging you to to move, to have a conversation, to shift, to change, to say no, to set a boundary, to rest, to look after yourself. And if you don't listen, it will come down on you like a ton of bricks through things like health ailments, cancer, back problems, migraines, gut issues, endometriosis, all these things that everyone has is like common kind of ailments are actually a lot of the time manifested through ignoring what your true north actually is mm. yeah absolutely and I've noticed that sort of within myself since shedding all of these things and living this more aligned life I've not had a cold not had the flu I've been around people with COVID and haven't caught it. I've just naturally been shedding weight, right? Yes. Because living in this constant stress and your nervous system wound up, you hang on to sort of unwanted weight. And no matter you what you do, diet, exercise, blah, 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 nothing you happens. Better. Cortisol, yeah. Survival yeah. mode. Mm-hmm. We have different bodies, right? We've got an energetic body, a spiritual body, a physical body, and an emotional body. And each of the bodies carry some form of weight depending on what we're going through. And if we didn't feel safe to express ourselves or to be ourselves, our physical body often overcompensates and carries excess weight because it thinks it's comforting us. It thinks it's about to weather a really rigorous storm or that we're about to go into some form of hibernation where there's no food available. Mm. And that's not the case. The happier you are, the more fat you're going to shed. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks for coming on, Lou. It's been a pleasure. And I'm so grateful that we crossed paths. So am I. Thank you for having me and for being your first guest. Hey, this I'll talk to so you soon. much fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Peace, Love, Trust. I'm Brooke Nolly, and I'm super grateful that you're here. Please leave me a review if you enjoyed this podcast on whatever platform it is that you're listening on. 
And if you really enjoyed it, please share it with your friends and also share it on your stories. Tag me at Brooke Nolly. And if you resonated with something deeply, I'd love to hear from you. Please send me a DM. If you'd like to leave me a written review, please email hello at brooknolly.com and we'll send you through my Navigating Uncertainty Workshop absolutely free. Please pop in the subject line, podcast review. Take care.